Hi there, my name is Carol, and I am thrilled to introduce to you our brand new morning co-host, Jason McKay. We are so glad that you are here, sir, and we have so enjoyed getting to know you a little bit. So we wanted to give our listeners a chance to get to know you as well. So we wanted to sit behind the microphones when we had a little bit more time and just kind of go more in-depth to you and to um, your family and let you tell us a little bit about them. And so first start out, just tell us about your family. Um, Go through the whole kit and caboodle. Tell us everything that we need to know about that family. All right. Well, first of all, I am thrilled to be joining the Light FM family. It is a Mm. privilege for me to be here and to Get to join Carol each morning. Uh, you'll hear many stories about my family. Uh, my wife and I, Brittany, have been married for 17, almost 18 years. I don't look that old. And uh, <laughs> got married when we were 12. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we have two boys. We have Cooper, who is almost 11, and Owen, who is three. And uh, I call it free show prep, just living life with the two boys in the house. There is never a dull moment. So you will get to hear many stories as I tell stories about Owen and Cooper both. Any pets? Uh, We do have one cat. Okay. Okay. She's been around since before the boys. (laughs) So she's, she's, I'm not much of a cat person so it's kind of Brittany's right cat okay but yeah so we have a cat uh who stays downstairs for the most part she kind of just wants to be left alone at this point in her that, life that is the attitude of most cats from what i understand now you almost had a puppy tell that story so yeah Brittany and i decided we want to get cooper a puppy mm-hmm. he was an only child at the time and we said you know he needs a good dog. Yep. So we started looking around and, and found a, a breeder with a breed that we really loved and knew that would be a great fit for our family. And so uh, we drove more than two hours down to look at the, the litter of puppies and picked out yeah. one and waited for it to... Smell their little puppy bread. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so attacked by, I think it was like nine or ten puppies. You know, they just yeah. all just swarm you. Mm-hmm. It was fun. So I picked out this puppy, but we had to wait a few more weeks for it to mature and to be able to be weaned off of mom. And so I drove back to Alabama to pick up this puppy, and Brittany was leaving work to um, pick up some dog toys. Mm -hmm. And also she picked up a pregnancy test. Uh And um, so you can see where this is going. So I got the puppy. We were going to surprise Cooper that afternoon after he got out of school to let her, let you know, hey, we got a dog for you. This is your new best friend. And so I picked up the dog in Alabama. And not 10 minutes back up the road, headed back home, Brittany calls and she says, hey, I stopped by Walmart and got uh, some dog toys. I'm like, good. She said, I also got a pregnancy test and it's positive. (gasps) So our family really grew that day as we found out that she was expecting Owen. So we told Cooper, hey, here's your puppy and you're also getting your brother. Surprise! We were surprised to mom and dad too, right? <laughs> it certainly did, but we're blessed and we're thankful. And uh, yeah, that was a day that we'll never forget. <laughs> I'm that's sure. For sure. I'm sure. Now, um, your life has not been without some challenges and struggles, and um, you are a cancer survivor. And most people don't expect that because you're so young. So let's rewind the clock just a little bit and tell me about the day that you got that news. Well, it was um, quite an a unexpected and sure. very difficult season, as you can imagine. But we were just finishing up. I just I'd built our home. I mm-hmm. subcontracted our house out. And 
built our home and we had just moved in in November. Brittany at that point was coming up on seven months expecting our first, our oldest son, Cooper. So we just moved into the new house and wanted to do a little getaway before Cooper arrived in mm-hmm. February. And this mm-hmm. was in December. So we went with some friends from church and went out. The, the girls were both expecting their, their first, as a matter of fact. And they wanted to go see some snow, and the guys wanted to ski. So we took a long weekend trip to Colorado. Mm-hmm. Went out, and the guys skied, and the girls stayed by the fire in the chalet and enjoyed the snow from inside. And I took a couple of big falls in because uh, I ski, like, not very good. <laughs> um <laughs> But had a good time, but I took a couple of big tumbles out there in Colorado and came back and was having some unique pain in my side. So I kind of dismissed it and didn't say much about it, but it continued to progress and um, went to the doctor. This was on the Monday of Christmas week and uh, then went for the exam. And the doctor said, I want you to go to the hospital, get some scans and come back. And I'm like, come back like after Christmas, you know, make a point. He's like, come back over to my office as soon as the scans are finished. And so I knew at that point that he knew something was going on. Right. But I didn't, you know, didn't want to read too much into things. So I went and had the scan, came back to his office. Um, Brittany was at work, and I was by myself in the office. And I'll never forget that moment that the doctor looked at me, and he said, Jason, this is cancer. He said, this is a tumor. He said, Mm -hmm. there's just no, this is a textbook case. He said, there's no gray area here. I want you to go see a friend of mine, another partner in in the area for a second opinion. I'm going to call him now and get you in today. And so I went and had the second opinion. And, and then he said, it's the same thing. So this is no doubt it's cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to go back to uh, the house that morning and called Brittany and said, hey, meet me at home. She said, what's going on? And, and she knew it, something was off. Um, but it was that morning that we really just committed to prayer. Mm-hmm. We committed that, God, this is something, a season that you're, you've brought us to, to see us through, mm-hmm. and we want to give you glory through it. Um, some, some of the best advice I'd ever been given was from the doctor that day. He said, Jason, you have a staircase ahead of you. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you if there's five steps or there's 15 steps, and you don't need to worry about counting three steps ahead to try to look ahead. You're going to clear one step at a time. Mm-hmm. And as you clear one step, you'll then be able to focus on the next step. Yeah. And so we went into that program of kind of the steps ahead. The first step for us was to have the tumor removed. Um, and you hear me say the word us a lot because it's a team. Yeah. I yeah. was so thankful to have Brittany and her support. And even being seven months pregnant, she was still right by my side. And, and we fought through this together. So we had the first surgery back in Chattanooga. Uh, they suggested after that surgery, a bigger surgery that was going to be one that would really tell kind of what would be the next steps ahead. Um, and ended up having to have that surgery, and that was three and a half weeks before her due date. Mm. So so many emotions, I'm sure. Yeah, it really was. Um, but that surgery was a success. Things came out best case scenario from that. Um, but we had prayers of thousands Mm -hmm. of people lifting us up in prayer and those prayers were heard. They were felt and they were answered. That surgery was a success. Went into a surveillance program for there from five years and then five years post-surgery, I was declared cancer free to God be the glory. Wow. Unbelievable. And what, how old were you when you were, I was 31. I was 31. And you know, you, you just, you hear stories about 
people being diagnosed with cancer. But when you had the doctor look at you and say that, Mm -hmm. it brings about a whole different perspective that you gain on on what people face. Sure. And there was really no other signs, right? You had just been skiing for all practical purposes you were healthy young man and yeah I had things were you know had just been working on getting our house done and Mm -hmm. working long hours you know hosting a morning show in Chattanooga and then working on building the house and was feeling fine um so yeah it was completely out of the blue but you know I'm thankful that I had some of the signs and symptoms that I did because it was a kind of a trigger and I was able to to be proactive because sure. the doctor said had this kind of festered and, and continued, right. the makeup of the tumor would have been one that would have spread rapidly. So mm. I am only here today through God's grace and this miracle of answer prayer. Wow. Amazing story. Amazing story. Now, that's not the only challenge that you've had. It's true. Um, you know, we have faced several medical battles yeah. in, in our lives. Um, another one that we faced after my cancer surgery is we found out that I have Crohn's disease. Mm. And, and that's a disease that's an ongoing battle. Um, I have gone through a couple of big surgeries from that already, but have kind of shifted into some new ways and a treatment that's been very successful over the last couple of years. But that's a chronic illness that I face each day. Mm. Um, and so I'm, I'm thankful for doctors and, and I'm thankful for modern medicine that's helping to kind of maintain this. But that's something that I certainly, it, it's a, not an uncommon disease. More yeah. and more people were hearing about this. And so maybe you know someone or you face that. If you do, you understand kind of the battle that is that chronic illness. But this last year, um, we faced another significant battle in that the day after my wife's birthday in January last year, um, she went for a scan, was having some symptoms that were kind of increasing, and we found out that she had a brain tumor. Um, now, this brain tumor, anytime you hear that word, you yeah. just instantly kind of go in. And, and, and through all of our medical battles, one thing I've learned is they call it Dr. Google. Uh-huh. It's not your best friend. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Don't ever do that. Yeah. Right. Oftentimes, you can want to kind of get ahead of the doctors and read about things. And sure. you want to be well educated and, and understand, but also know that. A lot of times, Dr. Google brings you your worst case scenarios. Right, right. Um, so when we heard the word brain tumor, you know, we start reading and, and trying to figure out it. But more than that, we're praying for God's direction and wisdom on where we need to go, what sure. we need to do in the days ahead, and the steps to put her in the best possible hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we ended up, after several doctor's visits and appointments and meetings, Uh, landing on her having surgery at the University of Alabama at Birmingham, Mm -hmm. UAB. It was a team of neurosurgeons that worked on her. Her tumor was in a location that was very difficult to access. Mm -hmm. So it was going to be a very involved surgery. And brain tumors, each one kind of has a unique characteristic and kind of its own I guess, personality and right. it, 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 different spots make them easier and more difficult and complicated and makeups make them, you know, so it's, I learned a lot about neuroscience in 2019 that I have never dreamed that I would. Right. Her surgery lasted for about 14 hours wow. and uh, they had to go into kind of what they call the trigeminal nerve region of her head and remove this tumor. Uh, and a pair of neurosurgeons worked and, and just performed an incredible surgery. 
one that carried with it a lot of risk. Mm -hmm. And again, prayers of thousands of people were heard and answered as that surgery was a success. Uh, Some of the things she's still working through even today, but they said it'll take up to a year for Mm -hmm. that to really settle just because there was so much trauma involved with the surgery. But she's back to work. Uh, She's doing well, but we certainly do appreciate your prayers to continue for complete healing for my wife, Brittany, from this surgery last year. Wow. You have had your fair share of of health struggles. Um, In in fact, sitting in this chair, I I think, man, how much more can you take, you know? But I'm sure that there's things— about your faith that you learned in those dark times that you wouldn't have known otherwise. Yeah, um, absolutely. So let's rewind and, and tell me about your faith journey, how you came to Christ first, and then we'll talk a little bit more about how, you know, the Crohn's disease and the cancer diagnosis and the brain tumor, how all that not only strengthened you and Brittany as a couple, but strengthened you in your faith as well. Yeah, well, I'm thankful that I was born and raised by godly parents who brought me up in church. But I also am one that for my personality and for me, it was things that I learned in church and Bible and in scripture and, and living a life that honors God. But as a teenager, I accepted Christ at the age of 11. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a teenager, I really wanted to, to dig into God's word and, and find out for myself what I believed. Right. Not what I've been told, but what does God's word say and what do I believe? Mm-hmm. And I believe with all of my heart that Jesus Christ is the only way to life everlasting. And it's mm-hmm. through his son and the sacrifice that Jesus Christ made that allows us to have forgiveness and the hope of life everlasting. So, as a teenager, I started really learning what God was equipping me for. And at the age of 15, I met a, a friend that worked in Christian radio mm-hmm. and started watching him do his show and kind of watching and learning about Christian music and the power of music. Mm. Um, and so I got my first radio job at 16 on a Sunday night hosting a radio show in Chattanooga and Christian music. And it just kind of grew from there and evolved that I started seeing my passion for being able to share my faith through the airwaves, mm-hmm. to be able to come alongside and encourage listeners each day and, and point them to Jesus. It's nothing about anything about me, but it's all about Him. And I just seek to give God the glory for what He is doing and, and the road that He has brought us through, that I, it can be an encouragement to others. Sure. Yeah, and talk about uh, how your faith grew during, because I'm sure when you're, you know, I've heard in recent days, um, I heard of a a, a lovely lady who passed away who has been a godly woman for a long time and in ministry for a long time. And a lot of people look at that and say, you know, well, you're doing all the right things. You know, why would something like that happen to someone like you or someone like her? And so talk about how God really grew your faith during that time after your diagnosis. You know, for us, it was a matter of seeing God's faithfulness. Mm. It, It wasn't a place where you want to say, God, why have you brought me here? But it's more a perspective of, God, what are you teaching me in this season? Mm. Um, Through the surgeries that I had, I've got a lot of battle wounds, a lot of scars. Um, And those scars you can look at and try to hide and cover up. But for me, when I look at those, I I think about God's faithfulness. Mm. 
the difficult days and the days after from some of those surgeries, they were excruciating. Yeah. And But in those times, I saw God's faithfulness to us, and I was able to cling to Scripture, especially from Jeremiah 29, 11, that says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And I, I was able to cling to that, being in the, in the mode of fighting cancer and just being a few weeks away from being a dad for the very right. first time, I knew God was in the midst of that situation. So if God goes before us, what can stand against us? Mm. And so I had to believe and know that as difficult as those days were, that he was with us in that. Mm-hmm. And now to be able to come alongside someone who is maybe in the midst of that same diagnosis, those same struggles. It's it's one thing to say, I'm sorry you're going through that. But whenever I can come alongside someone who may be facing that same diagnosis, I know what it's like to have a doctor look at you and say, you have cancer. And so I'm going to interrupt you real quick and say, talk to that person right now, because it's very likely that somebody could have received that diagnosis today. So what would you say to somebody who's on day one of that journey? I would say cling to God like never before. Mm. Trust his promise. Take Jeremiah 29, 11 and write it everywhere that you possibly can. Make it the wallpaper on your phone. Right. Make it the first thing you see in the morning and, and, and be reminded that God is faithful. He doesn't say the road is going to be easy, but he says, I'm going to be with you through that. Mm. So you can cling to that promise And for me, fighting through these medical battles that I have, so much of what I have to look back on and see my good days versus my bad days, it's the perspective. Mm. It's whenever I'm focused on even the the, the hurt and the pain and, and the physical excruciating pain of those days, I know that God is with me Hmm. and keeping that perspective to know that he's going to bring me through it, that he's teaching me in the midst of this. It's one thing to be in the midst of a tunnel and just looking for the light at the end of the tunnel. Hmm. But while you're in the tunnel, say, God, what are you teaching? You've brought me here today. You're with me in this tunnel. I don't see the light yet at the end of it. I know it's coming. Mm. But what are you teaching me here? Mm. What are you showing me? What do you want to reveal to me today? And know that tomorrow is going to bring a new day and more hope. But for today, I'm just going to praise you in the midst of this storm that I'm facing. Wow, that's so powerful. So powerful, Jason. Um, Now, I know we've gone deep and we've asked you some tough questions. Tell me about your hobby, stuff you like to do when you're not at work. Love anything outdoors. Mm-hmm. I love to be out and play golf. Mm-hmm. You hit a lot of golf balls in the woods. How good are you? Are you real good? <laughs> I am great at hitting golf balls in the woods. <laughs> I uh, I excel at that. Um, I don't take my game too seriously, but I do love to be outdoors yeah. and uh, just being able to, to go hiking, being out with a family. I love to fish. I love to snow ski. Okay. Um, I love to just see new things. Very mm-hmm. adventurous. So I love to just, we, we'll take day trips. I'll load Brittany and the boys up and we'll just go find a new state park we haven't been to and just explore for the day or yeah. get outside and, and let the boys, if I, if I can find a, a mountain stream and a whole bunch of rocks, the boys are entertained for hours. Yeah. You know, uh, they may end up in the water and that, you know, is okay for the most part yeah. if it's not January. 
Um, but we have a great time as a family. We do a lot of stuff together. I'm thankful that that we have that opportunity to go out and just explore and see the outdoors. So you'll find me out and about a lot exploring new areas. Well, let me just say on behalf of our entire team, we are so thrilled to have you and Brittany and the boys as part of our family here. And I will, I mean, I I know that we say this all the time, but you guys really seem like you've been here forever. I mean, that's the way you've just fit in. I've only met Brittany one time so far, and I already feel like she's just one of us. And so we're really looking forward to you guys being a part of the team and being a part of the family and um, just growing together here and uh, doing ministry together. So welcome to the team. And uh, we hope that many, many years from now, we'll still be talking about this conversation when we got to know you just a little bit better. Well, Carol, I'm thrilled to be joining you as we began conversations last year about this opportunity. I'm just praying for God's will. It it just was so abundantly clear to us, for me and for my wife, that this is what God was calling us to. And I am so excited and thankful to be a part of the Light FM family. You guys have just just extended and rolled out the red carpet for us and made us feel like part of the family. And I'm so thankful for you and the entire team here, and I look forward to many, many days ahead together. Well, if you hadn't had enough yet, you can hear us 530 to 9 each weekday morning here on The Light FM. We'll look forward to seeing you on the radio.